0: It's match. That's right. So, download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers Cash. Redeem your Pampers Cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. If you want to learn something new, would you rather learn it on your own
1: from a random teacher or from folks who are the best of the best in that skill? I think I know which option most of you would choose. That's made possible by Masterclass. In recent months, they've added classes from the likes of Ava DuVernay, who gives us tips on how to reframe our thinking in all walks of life. One of our personal favorites recently was the one-on-one time we got with Amy Poehler in her class on preparing to be unprepared. So good. With Ava DuVernay. With over 180 world-class instructors and a 30-day money-back guarantee for new members, there's no reason not to get started today. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash hard things. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash hard things. Masterclass.com slash hard things.
0: Hello (laughs) and welcome we can do hard things. How are you doing, Abby Wambach?
1: I'm doing okay. I'm a little bit concerned because we have to put our house on the market because we found a spider upstairs. Oh my
0: God. We and did find a spider. I don't
1: know what we will be. It's it's somewhere now upstairs and God forbid we walk back upstairs. And we don't see it. And we don't know where it went. And it will. we will have to move.
0: We have to move. Anyway, I am so curious about today's episode. That's what I want to say. I'm very curious today. Sister, tell the pod squad what we're talking about today on We Can Do Hard Things.
2: We are talking about astrology. (laughs) We are talking about astrology. Okay.
0: Here's where I stand on this astrology thing. So I come from a religious background, actually many religious backgrounds. Since I'm such a seeker, I have found many religions to, uh-huh. to fold into. One or two of them have been sort of serious, narrow, dogmatic religions mm. that did not end up working in a way that made me feel like I could be both held and free. Because of this, I am weary, I would say. Usually I, I I mess up that word and say I am weary, which... I feel weary and weary. And both. Yeah. And And both.
1: Weary and weary.
0: I am weary and weary of things that are religious, but in my heart, I am still a believer. I don't know what the hell that means. I just know my heart says yes to believing what? I'm not sure. Uh Okay. So (laughs) the balance I have found for my type of personality is that I am a skeptical, wary believer. Okay, which means that I believe in everything a little bit and nothing all the way. That's good. Is it? I like it. Thank you, baby. Okay, so what that means is that I uh, I really believe that there is some truth and beauty and help and fun in all of the many different ways and paths that people follow and and believe. And I will... Learn from everybody. I think there's something we can learn from everybody and every path and every faith. I just won't be part of anything that requires exclusivity. So like if you tell me that you're you found the way, you're right, and everybody else is wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And in order for you to share with me, I just need to become part of your like religious pyramid scheme, then that's a, a no from me. To no from me, dog. That's a no from me dog. <laughs> but If you say to me, hey, I have found this cool thing that helps me be human and maybe you'll find something helpful here too, then great. Let's talk about it. You'll try. Okay. You'll hear about it. Right. So, so what I'm trying to say is as for me and our podcast, we will learn (laughs) from everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I would describe. I would describe myself as zodiac curious. (laughs) (laughs) I I just feel like, (laughs) I mean, the gravitational pull of the moon controls three (laughs) hundred and twenty-one thousand cubic miles of ocean tides every day. Yeah, and if it can do that, it seems at least plausible that it can have some influence on me. Oh, that's good. I like that. Okay, and it also just feels like it doesn't believing in you know the moon and the stars and an infinite universe is no more ridiculous than many of the other things that we purport to believe in. Like I'm not, I'm not saying I believe it. I'm just saying that we should be intellectually honest about admitting that a lot of the other stuff we believe is actually woo, woo, -woo Uh wooier than this. (laughs) I mean, at least you can freaking see it with your eyes, the moon and the stars and everything. Like you actually see it. 26% of Americans believe in astrology, but 42% of us, including Abby, believe in ghosts. (laughs) So I just think it's just as absurd or legitimate as all the other shit we believe in. So let's just learn a little bit. I love that. That's so true. And not for nothing, astrology just as a concept over history, I mean... For the centuries of meticulous records that astrologers have kept, were what was used to demonstrate that the earth moves around the sun mm-hmm. and that established time zones, and are hmm. still used by Apple and Google to set all the coding for our phones and computers. So, oh. interesting, you're all getting something out of astrology. That's right. Okay. Already.
0: All right. Well, if sister thinks there's something to be had here, let's curious. Have it. Curious. All right. She is zodiac curious. I consider myself astrologically fluid. Okay. So, Our sweet pod squad has asked us so many times, so many pod squatters have asked us to do an episode about astrology. Yes. Okay. Um, And then.
1: Yeah. Well, honey, you hosted an event to support Phoebe Robinson's book launch. Right. And part of um, what she wanted to do to thank you was she wanted to send you an
0: astrologer. Yes, she wanted to send a gift to my home. And it was
1: such a special gift. And Heidi came to us and brought our charts and told us all of the things. We're so lucky. Um,
0: That person is Heidi Rose. Let's welcome Heidi Rose. Heidi Rose Robbins has been a professional astrologer for 25 years. She hosts the Radiance Project podcast and co-hosts the Chart Your Career podcast. Mm. Heidi has written two beautiful poetry books you know, me and poetry and her books are lovely. This Beckoning Ceaseless Beauty. I mean, come on with these titles and Wild Compassion. In addition to a 12 book series titled The Zodiac Love Letters, Heidi's forthcoming book, Everyday Radiance will be available this fall. Heidi lives in Los Angeles with her husband and two kiddos. Welcome, Heidi. Thank you so much. Oh, I am so happy
3: to be with you all. thanks for inviting me.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, you say that astrology is a map. Now, even though you've been to our house and have given us our first lesson about astrology, it's going to be a real stretch for you, Heidi, but just try. (laughs) I just want to know what is astrology and how does it help us understand ourselves?
3: Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful and perfect question to begin. And I just will be very simple about it and say that astrology is the study of the cycle and relationships between the planetary bodies and how those patterns impact us at the moment of our birth. Mm. So I like to say that astrology is a beautiful tool of self-revelation, of compassion, of encouragement. We're each given this beautiful map of the moment we were born, in the precise place we were born, at the precise time we were born. And that gives us some insight into our relationship with the heavens, really. And so it's a beautiful tool for us to to understand who we are, to understand our gifts, and to help us grow those gifts. Mm. Mm
2: -hmm. How in the world did you get into astrology, Heidi?
3: So this is actually, I,
2: I was raised...
3: By an astrologer. So, my dad was an astrologer, and I learned the zodiac with my ABCs when I was two years old. I learned the zodiac, and he was a teacher, a profound mentor in my life. And it's so interesting because we were supposed to talk a couple months ago, and I was in Finland because my dad passed away. And, um, And it was heartbreaking, but I was so glad that I was with him. And, but I thought to myself, isn't it fascinating that I was going to be with all of you and that I was actually holding my dad's hand as he passed? And that I thought, oh, I thought I had done hard things, but, you know, this moment with my dad. And I was like, it's perfect that I get to talk to you after that because he's, he's so with me. He's such a profound teacher. I get to honor him. This is his language that I got to steep in as Mm. I grew up. You know, he would whisper in my ear, he'd be like, um, okay, so your, your boyfriend or your friend is a cancer rising with a da, 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 you know, (laughs) (laughs) what they were there, you know, it was so cute. But anyway.
0: Uh, Heidi, how are you today? And now how is, how, where are you in the whole grief journey? What is your experience? Thank you for asking that. Yeah. it's so
3: fascinating like right as he died i i haven't been with somebody as they passed and it was i know it sounds strange but it was almost euphoric like mm-hmm. we were like priestesses around him his wife was there i was there one of his daughters uh, stepdaughters was there and it was just i felt light in the room i just felt this great release and i rode that for some time of course i was devastated but it was a kind of high. And now, you know, I would say a couple of weeks ago, there was another layer that just was a realization. He lives in fin. He lived in Finland. So I was, always like, Oh, he's over in Finland. He's over in Finland. You know, I'll see him soon. But -hmm. of course, Mm. uh,
0: then it, then it lands. And, um, so it's a ride, you know, you said, it reminded me of my, when my mom's mom passed, the landing kept coming. Like each day, like I just heard you say he lives he lived in Finland. It's like yes. she used to say, I still think, Oh, I have to tell my mom this and then a year later and then think, Oh, I she'd remember every day. It's Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I talked to him every day mm. when we were with him in the final day that he was really conscious. He he made a comment about coming back as a bear or something, you know, as a joke and a Kodiak bear in Alaska. And so, of course, now everywhere I look, bears everywhere, mm. you know, and so it's just like that's just a gift. Those those sweetnesses. I'm so grateful for them.
1: Oh, yeah. thank you for sharing that.
2: dot com slash hard things for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q U I N C E dot com slash hard things to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash hard things.
1: So I always thought, and forgive me for this, but I always thought that astrology was the same as horoscope. Like, you know, what's your sign? But turns out that your horoscope is just your sun sign, which is, it might not be the most important sign in your life, but what I have come to understand, because after you came here, we went on vacation in Mexico and the stars were out. Mm-hmm. And I finally figured out that the natal chart that we have, that you gave us was actually a snapshot of, above the stars, looking down upon where you were specifically on the map. And that is what what your natal chart is. And that is what you get all of the information that you need to read somebody's chart from, which, first of all, that was mind-blowing to me.
0: And can you say that in astrologer language? Yes.
1: Yes, I could just say it this way a horoscope is
3: actually the map of the heavens the moment you were born and yes yeah, sometimes people say oh my horoscope and it's there it's the interpretation but it is the map itself oh and and then astrology is the science is the art is the is the study of the stars right okay. so yes and and abby that's beautiful it's if you look at your chart and you picture yourself at the center of the chart, that is like the little baby self and there's the heavens all around you. Mm. So that's what you're looking at. And most of us only know our sun sign, which mm-hmm. is the circle with the dot in it, which I love because it's like a sun and, and it's like this little dot, which is the self is growing in its radiance. right? So most of us only know that one position, but if you look at a chart, there are symbols all the way around it. And every symbol has something to say about about who you are. Every symbol is a voice in the choir of you. Mm -hmm. So that's where astrology gets really interesting because it's not just, I'm an Aries, I'm a Gemini. It's all this qualifying, beautiful energy that helps us grow in love and wisdom if we use those energies available to us.
2: So you're saying the birth chart that Abby's talking about is that's why the place of your birth and the time of your birth is so important because you're saying that like at the moment of your birth, exactly where you're born, that's a picture of the way the universe was at that precise moment, at that precise place. And that dictates where your sun and moon and rising are. So
0: like you could take a picture of the room you were born in, snapshot of the moment you're born. That would be it a moment that will never be repeated that was the moment you were born in that room. You could also take a snapshot of the sky and that would be a moment that was never repeated the moment you were born. So it's just a a picture. Yes, I I actually love that you said that because
3: I often say, if I was born right now, I would be in relationship to you and you would be affecting Mm -hmm. me as a little being. So it's just saying, well, I'm in relationship to this planet here. I'm in relationship Mm -hmm. to this planet here. And the other thing that's important to say is astrology, we we make it geocentric. In other words, we put the earth at the center so that we're looking to where the sun is in relationship to the earth. And that's important to say. So yeah, the center of the circle is the place that you were born. And the the nine o'clock hour on the chart is the rising sign. And in the astrology I practice, that's the most important position because that is what was rising over the horizon the moment that you were born. Mm. And it, it is what we are meant to grow in our life. So you could imagine this, this energy coming up above the horizon and a little baby looking to the side and saying, oh, that's the energy that's mine to cultivate. Oh. So
0: there's energy oh. in a room if we believe that energy affects us. Mm-hmm. The, yes. The, yes. You're an infant. The energy of the people in the room affect you. The energy of the planets affect you. So, we've got the snapshot of the. It's sky. like skin
2: on skin, but with the planets.
0: Yeah, planet <laughs> on human. <laughs> Okay. And and just
3: and I also just want to say don't don't feel like the planet is they're not doing anything to us. Okay. We're not like, you know, we're not like being impacted by Mars. It's this dance of the energy and it's what's available and how we can meet it. You know, mm. I love to think of that. It's free will meets the design.
0: Cool. Ooh. Okay. So in the snapshot of yes. the sky, which is our birth chart, you told us, and, and it was really cool, y'all, because our podcast team happened to be at our house. Well, actually, Phoebe arranged it that way, right? For the whole team to be there. So sister was there, Allison and Dina were there. Of course, Abby was there and Heidi read all of our charts to us. Now, the chart gave us information about a lot of things, but for astrology for dummies, which is what we were- And are. And are. You told (laughs) us three of our signs, which are we each have a sun sign A rising sign and a moon sign, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Heidi, can you just go through those and tell us what in the hell a sun sign is, a rising sign is, and a moon sign is? Because everybody has all three, right? Yes, yes. And of
3: course, those are the three big positions. We also have a Venus placement, a Mars placement, a Pluto placement, but these three, if you know these three, you are in good shape. And the way that I like to say it is the moon has a lot to do with our past. It has a lot to do with our childhood, our bodies, how we feel emotionally safe. It's childhood. Then imagine this, you get in your sun car, which is really just like your personality self, and you drive towards the rising sign because the rising sign is what we're cultivating. It is what is rising in us. The sun sign is our doing, personality, daily self. And the moon is what we steep, steeped in as a child and what feels safe to us. Mm. So if you know those three positions, they help you grow and evolve all of those areas.
0: Okay. So are you saying my sun sign is my personality, like the yeah. way I show up in the world? Yeah. It often is reflected in the career. I will say that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. And the moon sign is kind of like where I'm coming from, like what I'm, yeah. what I'm growing
3: childhood from. Childhood experience, Child- childhood experience, how we were mothered, how we mother
2: ourselves. That's,
3: mm-hmm. that's a big one.
2: Oh, okay. I-, I heard you describe moon, Heidi, as a confining place where we go for comfort, but we don't want to live there.
3: Yes mm. so it's the, it's such an interesting place because on one hand we all want comfort and we all want to feel good in our bodies and we want to feel safe but we can get into a habitual behavior there where we need to crack it open mm-hmm. you know like Amanda you just had an experience where your moon in taurus was hit by uranus or you know lined mm-hmm. up with your uranus lined up with it which which got you out of old behavior patterns in a way that never before in your life have you had the opportunity to start shaking it up like that, you know? So yes, the moon, we want to grow and evolve the moon. Okay. There's actually a little formula that I would give you. It's called the sure formula. You strengthen the rising sign, you use the sun, you rely upon the moon and you eliminate all the negative qualities associated with all of them. Uh, so, so you want to okay, say the that one sign. more time. Yeah. Okay, we so we want to strengthen rising the rising sign. sign. Yeah. We want to like, this is the energy I want to live in. And most people don't know their rising sign. So this is a, this is a gift when you know it, strengthen the rising sign, use the sun. Like I know how to do this. Rely upon the moon. Cause it's just part of your instinctual behavior and then eliminate all the other negative qualities that don't
2: serve you. I love that. And so if you only know one sign of yours, the the sign that you know, if it's like you were born on X date, therefore you're a, that is the sun sign that you know. Exactly. That's the only one you know. Okay. Perfect. Yes. And how do people
0: figure out what their other signs are? that's where the astrologers come in but but now
3: we're in such a beautiful age that you just go to the computer and you type it in at astro.com and you get your chart and they'll tell you what the positions are but yes you you ask an astrologer and they present your chart but you know glennon you you had an experience where we weren't even sure about your sun sign right until we actually <laughs> actually calculated. i was just
1: going to ask this is this is a point of contention in our household because heidi <laughs> Um, (laughs) Ruined
2: Glennon's life. (laughs) Yeah, honey,
1: just tell the story of what happened.
2: Okay, now Heidi, we have not
0: talked since this day. So I just am telling right now for the first time, Uh, uh, Abby's laughing because this is like, actually, it's funny. A few times a week,
1: we get into it about it. But
0: it is also, it was jolting. It was jarring to me because here, okay, pod squad, here's what happened. So in order to get your birth chart, you have to know the time you were born and the place you were born, okay? The exact time. Exact time. So I, of course, we, my sister and I text my mom and we're like, what the hell time we were born? Of course, my mom's like, oh my God, now I have to figure out what time my kids were born. She tells us the time we were born. We send the information over to Heidi. Heidi comes to our house and she sits down and she says, okay, first of all, I have to tell you something, Glennon. You are not the sign you think you are. Because you thought-
1: this, the, what is the sign that you think based on your birth date? Well,
3: on that day, the sun shifted from Pisces to Aries. Yeah. Right. And on that day, Glennon, the moon also shifted from Scorpio to Sagittarius. So you were either going to be a Pisces with a Scorpio moon or an Aries with a Sagittarius moon, depending on the moment you were born. So it was a very dramatic shift.
2: And oh, I was born shocking to everyone. Blending was <laughs> subject to a dramatic shift
0: of right forces. I see where you're going with that, sister. But also, I was only born like 27 minutes after the switch. So my entire life, Heidi, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, I have had many identity shifts in my life. Okay. Thought I was straight for 40 years, thought I was a, a fundamentalist Christian for like I'm just losing identities left and right. And I have one identity that has remained constant, and that is effing Pisces. And then <laughs> Heidi walks in, and I find out that I am also neither straight nor Pisces. Okay. <laughs> So I do want to talk to you a little bit about that because I cannot get myself to understand myself as an Aries. What do people do where their signs just make no sense to them? Because I think you told me that I'm a Aries sun, Virgo Virgo rising. So if you read Virgo rising, it's like these people are very analytical and very organized and always have their shit together.
3: Yeah, there's, obviously there are stereotypes around the signs, and for some there is truth in them. But but there's so much more. Okay. So let's let's go to the Aries, okay? So yes, you would have been a Pisces if you had been born. I mean, just a little bit earlier. But you're in Aries, and what I see, what I know of you, what I all your books that I've read. Love warrior is an Aries name. The first um, quote from Joan of Arc, you were born to do this, is an Aries phrase. Untamed is like letting loose. You're an entrepreneur. Aries rules the b- bright, bold idea. Aries rules writing to a certain extent because mm-hmm. it has to do with the communication of the idea. It's springtime. It's f- it's like a little crocus coming up from the c- concrete. It's like, I will bloom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but you, Glennon, have, you have a Mercury in Pisces and you have Venus in Pisces. So your Pisces is still very much present. Okay. Mercury- Mercury in Pisces is how you communicate. You communicate with love, with artistry, with sensitivity. Venus in Pisces is like big, big valuing of artistry and love. So your Pisces is still very present. You just get a little extra like hum
0: <laughs> through the Aries. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. I've thought about it maybe every day since you've come months ago. And I have decided that sometimes it is scary for me to think of myself that way. And that is why I'm more comfortable in the identity of sensitive, wilting flower of Pisces. Yeah. And it is scary for me to think of myself the other way. And that is why I'm resisting this. Is there any room for cusp people who are both? Is there any room for astrologically fluid? <laughs> <laughs> I would
3: say that you waited to be an Aries. (laughs) That's what I would say. And I would say this is a very powerful moment if you really claim the Aries in yourself now because right now, as we are speaking, the planet Jupiter has lined up with your Aries sun. It only happens once every 12 years. (gasps) And it is a time Aries has allowed you to reinvent yourself multiple times. Aries has said, I'm jumping, I'm daring. I'm going to do this even though I'm terrified. That's Aries. Yeah. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Glennon over. Yes. Boom. Yes. You know, you're busting through. Yes. I love that you're in Aries. I feel like it's exactly right. And I think what you just said is perfect, that maybe identifying sometimes with the, the, the qualities of Pisces that are a little more sensitive or behind the scenes
1: feels comfortable, but you're here to forge the new. Okay. Can I ask you just really quick before we move yes. on? Yes. You just said that... that Jupiter aligned with, I don't know. What did you say? Her son okay. right now. Yeah. What, and, and this happens once every 12 years. Yes. What happens? Well, and what, okay. what happens
3: and <laughs> what should
0: I okay. do? Right, yes. Today? Okay. Like, so, so what? you have your map, you have your map, Should right? I get a new puppy today? Is that- oh God. <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually
1: a
3: really exciting time. The last time it happened was 2010. So if I'm thinking like you started writing in 2009, right? I think that's right from, you know, but 2010 is, would have been the last time it was there. But let me explain. You're born at a moment in time. Boom. There's your snapshot. Of course, the planets keep moving. Yeah. Right. They're moving right now. Okay. And they are lighting up that snapshot in different ways. Mm -hmm. So Jupiter has come all the way around. It has orbited. We know planets orbit. It has orbited. And it's come back to the sign of Aries where it was when you were born. So it is lighting up that part of your chart. Mm-hmm. And it is a time of expansion. It's a time when you must say yes. It is a time when you outgrow an old self, when you are daring yourself into new territory. So it is a very auspicious time. And guess what, Amanda, you're going to have the same thing just a little later because you're an Aries too, but you're going to have it more like early next year. Um, so it is a huge time for Aries. This, and, and Jupiter moves into Aries today. No. <laughs> today. Wow. Yeah.
2: Quick math. The less your business spends on operations in multiple systems, the more margin you have and the more of your hard-earned money you get to keep. But with higher expenses than ever on things like materials and distribution, everything just costs more. That's why smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth.
0: head to netsuite.com slash hard things, netsuite.com slash hard things. That's netsuite.com slash hard things.
2: So since a lot of people only know their sun signs, and I know there's a lot of, oh, this is stereotypical. This is just like a caricature of the things. But Can you run through the sun signs, which I understand it as how you would complete the sentence, I am like, unless you're God or Glennon who just stop at I am. But if we (laughs) pretend that we're at a dinner party with a dozen folks and each of them with a sun sign, what are they doing? What are they feeling? Yeah. Just who are they at the table? Okay, so I'm gonna blaze through these.
3: Okay. Yes, Cause, yes, cause yes, there's 12 yes. of them. Yes. And this relates to your rising sign as well. Yes. Like if I'm if you know that you're a cancer rising or an Aries rising, then you're cultivating the highest part of the sign, right? So Aries initiates, Aries is bold, Aries comes forth, Aries dares, Aries is the entrepreneur. Taurus is the manifester, Taurus is steady, Taurus loves nature, Taurus is intuitive. Gemini is the connector. This is Abby. Gemini is the connector. The, she's, you know, everywhere. The messenger, the, mm-hmm. the it moves, it's quick, it's bright, it has a childlike wonder. It wants to ask questions relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Cancer <laughs> is the builder, the mother, the caretaker, the nourisher, the, the one who wraps her arms around something and wants to see it grow. Mm-hmm. And Liz Gilbert. Lizzie and mom. And, And, Mm -hmm. and and Abby's rising sign as well. So cancer rising. Yeah. I should, I should, I should call these out as we go. So, you know, obviously Amanda, you have the Aries and Amanda's got a Taurus moon. Okay. Abby's a Gemini sun. So already we've touched on a lot of your signs, Mm -hmm. cancer rising. That's, that is the protector. Family is everything. Mm. And your chosen family, your biological family, your team family, it's everything, right? Leo, Leo is Leo rules the heart. Leo is expression. Leo is the artist. Leo is the radiant one. Leo loves generously. Mm -hmm. Virgo, Lennon, Virgo is not just analytical and and meticulous, but it's an incredible editor and refiner and perfecter. And it says, I can make this better. And not only that, It is a sign of great devotion and it wants, it's practical in its devotion. What can we do about this? Let's take the steps. Mm. Tarana Burke. Tarana, yeah, okay. I'm thinking okay. of all the
2: people that, yeah, the pod who intersect and a oh, oh my god,
3: a okay. has lots of cancer. I was looking at a loke's chart. Whoa, oh, really? oh, beautiful, yeah, lots of cancer too. So, Virgo,
1: um, and Glennon Libra, is a Virgo, she's a Virgo, Virgo rising, rising. Yeah. so she
3: is calling in this energy of devotion through practical acts and refinement and perfecting, mm. you know, uh, making something beautiful so that love can exist in the space. Mm.
1: Mm. You know,
3: mm-hmm. that's, I mean, Virgo gets a bad rap and it, and it really is a gorgeous sign. It's a very maternal sign that, that takes care of the form of things so that, that love can exist within it. Libra is the sign of relationship. Libra is the sign of balance and harmony and social justice. Mm. Your son, Glennon, shines in the area that is ruled by Libra. So it's like speaking up for what is right, what is just, what is fair. Mm -hmm. So Libra wants to bring the marriage in the heavens. It wants to balance the opposites and it's all about right relationship.
2: Sue Bird and Ocean Vuong have- are Libras. That makes sense. I love, I I
3: love that you've, you've checked this. I love that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Libra is, is a beautiful Libra is the host, the diplomat, the peacemaker come Mm. into the house. Let me sit you by someone. Let's have a nice conversation. You know, Mm. Scorpio deep dive penetrates. It rules glibly put sex, death, Mm. money, power. And so it's, but it's a sign of great healing. It's a sign of death and rebirth. Hmm. So um, it is intense. You can see a Scorpio's eyes, you know. But it's all about overcoming fear, and it's all about emerging victorious from the from the most difficult inner battles. Wow. Okay, it's gorgeous. Each sign is so gorgeous in its. Highest manifestation of love and consciousness, and many people don't know the higher manifestations of the signs. But Scorpio is a warrioress, mm. okay? Brene, Sagittarius, the, Brene Brene the Scorpio, Scorpio, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, that makes sense.
3: Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, the Scorpio phrase is "Warrior, am I?" And from the battle, I emerge triumphant. That's Oof. the Scorpio esoteric that checks, phrase. That checks Pretty out. Powerful. <laughs> Queen, B. Um, Queen B. Sagittarius is. Uh, visionary. And Glennon has a Sagittarius moon, the visionary, the one who sets a goal and reaches it. It is the mentor, the teacher, the cheerleader, the encourager, the philosopher Mm. asking the big questions and the traveler and and the world citizen wanting to make the world a smaller place. Take the blinders off. That's Sagittarius. Um, Capricorn, this is Abby's moon. Capricorn is like I am determined, I will climb, I will achieve, I will take care of things, I will be responsible, I will be responsible to the people that I've said I'll be responsible to. And it's all about uh, a a determination to excel and be the best at what you do. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So that's Capricorn. Lovey. Lovey. And Yada, Sagittarius, which is so. Dr. Blake. And
2: Paulson, Sarah Paulson and... And Yaba or Sagittarius. Cool. Wait,
3: Sarah Paulson is a Sagittarius. This is perfect yeah. because she's playing you, right, mm-hmm, Lennon? Mm-hmm. So this is a this is an overlap, right? The moon and your moon and Sagittarius, her Sagittarius. There's an overlap in your energies. It's instinctual to her to be you. Wow. <laughs> it's your moon and it's her son. Okay. So Aquarius is um your producer, Aquarius, Lauren. She she <laughs> is um the water bearer that is that distributes the, the waters of life, the cutting edge, go your own way. Tech, it rules technology, but it is the humanitarian. Aquarius oh. is the humanitarian that really cares about who we are together. And Abby has her son shining in the Aquarius house, which is the area of the team, the area of the community and mm. wanting to uplift the team. Okay. And Pisces, Amanda, your rising sign is a sign of incredibly powerful love and standing in love and saving and redeeming and uplifting and allowing yourself to be the sensitive person you are. And um, it's all about our connection to God or our connection to source or our Mm. connection to love. Many philanthropists have strong Pisces. So, you know, for you with a Taurus moon, Amanda, and a Pisces rising, I would say it's like trusting the sensitivity beneath the capability. Mm. You know, the, the Taurus moon is the capable and your Pisces, is like this beautiful, permeable, like ocean of love that you need to listen to and trust ever more. Because that's just your rising there, sign.
0: Pause there for I'm one done. second? Yeah, yes, no, yes, I don't want you yes. to ever stop. I don't want you to be done ever. <laughs> but I just think it's interesting. You, Sister Heidi said you trust the sensitivity beneath the capability. Mm. I feel like I'm trying to trust the capability beneath the sensitivity. Right. That's that's perfect because.
3: Virgo is so capable, and that's what you're calling in. Mm -hmm. You're Virgo rising. You're trying to call in that, like, well, if I've got it all figured out and worked out. And so, yes, you're calling in earth, Glennon. And Amanda, you're calling in water. Just Mm -hmm. think about that elementally, you know? It's different. Like, you're calling in, like, put me in a lake and let me, like, float. And, you know, Glennon, you're calling in, okay, how can I... How can I really ground this in practical ways and how can I use my intelligence to 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 manifest what I want to manifest? You just got into wow. like
1: water earth yes. what what the hell?
3: Yeah, tell oh, us about okay, those okay. the elements so, so, that are that related what, to yeah cuz that's yeah, so yeah, this, cool. Yeah, it's so wonderful, even at this simple level to know, okay, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius are fire signs. Okay. Fire is passion, creativity, dynamism, motivation, okay? okay. Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn are earth signs, manifest, ground, breathe, slow down, achieve. Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius are air signs, connect, 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 distribute. Mm. Who are you? I want to know about you. I want to be collaborating with you, you know? Mm. So you're an air sign, Abby. You know, your sun sign is an air sign. And then Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, water signs, totally intuitive, fluid, listening, receptive, uh, deeply divine feminine. And water can be very powerful too, Mm. of course. So I always like to say, you know, You might say for Amanda's, let's use Amanda as an example. She comes from Earth. We know this, right? Like she gets it done. She manifested. Mm -hmm. She went to law school. She, you know, she made it happen. I come from Earth. I'm doing this work. She's living in fire, this dynamic (laughs) go for it, entrepreneur. We're going to make this happen. But she's here to learn to surrender. She's here for water.
0: Oh, good Mm -hmm.
1: God. And it seems right.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that, seems right. that seems right.
0: Okay, I That's just want to. was so beautiful. I, 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 I wanna, right. Thank you for being so beautiful. That I was know. so beautiful. Oh.
1: We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card with 24-7 US based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
0: I have a question. Um, Heidi, you are a mom. Yes. And just a brilliant human being. And I have a question for you in terms of how you apply and teach your kids what you believe. So, like, so many parents who have a, a spiritual way of life, of understanding the world, want to pass that on to their kids. And yeah. we all want to do it in a way where it doesn't in any way limit them. Yeah, because I feel like the way that you've you've probably figured out how to do this with your kids. And so I think it's a good way to however you do it with them is how I want to explain it to our pod, our pod squatters. How do you talk to their kids about signs and this and that without making them think, oh, I'm a this. So this is the way I am.
3: Yeah. You know how
0: like in some families are like, like for for my sister and I, since I was a kind of wild, lost, creative soul, I got to be the creative one. And so sister had to be like the responsible analytic one. We just figured out she's wildly creative when we started this pod. (laughs) Right? Not just when. So (laughs) how do you talk to them about this without limiting them?
3: Yeah, that's so beautiful. First of all, as a parent, it's a beautiful thing to know your children's sun, moon, and rising sign. Even if you just know that, it is a beautiful gift because then when you start seeing them behave in a certain way that reflects that, you can invite them to look at it from a different perspective. So for, for sure, I never impose this. Like we'll, we'll play a game sometimes where I'll say, guess where the moon is today? Mm-hmm. Just because I see them behaving in a certain way or reacting. So, we get And they've gotten really good at it. Now they know where the moon is, you know? Mm. Um, but I would just say, I always reflect the next stage of growth, right? So let's just say you have a Capricorn moon, like Abby has. the um, Capricorn moon tends to keep it in. The Capricorn moon tends to be like, I've got this. I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Mm. So if, mm. if my child has a Capricorn moon, I'm going to be like, I know how strong and capable you are. <sighs> and I know that you're like a little adult but please tell me, I want to know all the messy parts underneath. You can, You. can. It's okay to be a mess. So I invite them to the next s- stage of growth, you know? Mm-hmm. And I never say, you're this, so you, you know, you're a cancer rising, so you are crying all the time, you know? <laughs> you know it's, it's never imposed, right? It's always like, well, there's, there's another way to look at this. Mm, it's an invitation. Does that, does that help a
0: little? Yeah, invitation. That's really cool. Well, I yeah. think it's
1: also helpful that she said your son your moon and your rising sign are really cool and important maybe to, to know as a parent so that, and also understanding the relationship because everybody's is different. These astrological readings that you give, it's its own little book of poetry. Like which hers literally are. Yeah, exactly. So it's like being able to take this little
0: Mm -hmm. nugget of
1: information into your life. It's so helpful.
0: Can you tell us a story of, or tell us a time recently when astrology really helped you make a decision Mm. or something practical that, so we can understand how you actually use it in your everyday life?
3: Yeah. So for sure, well, I'll just say the first thing that came to mind. So interestingly, when I was in Finland and my dad was passing um, there was a once in a lifetime hit in my chart. It was on Mercury and Mercury is the planet of communication. And I also have Mercury in Pisces. So it, it is a very sensitive placement and Mercury in Pisces, which you have Glennon is, it lo- is about poetry. It is about sensitivity. It is about deep feeling. So when I first saw this, I was like, oh, I'm going to be talking to the, this you know, Glennon and Abby and, and Amanda. And I thought this is going to be a time when inspiration can pour through. And I, I just need to, stay open you know mm-hmm. but in fact i was apprenticing to impermanence i was apprenticing to to my father's passing and at the time he died that day i was writing a poem that i was like this what this is what needs to come through now this is what i need to open to mm-hmm. and this is what i'm being asked to is not it's not so much my own inspiration as it is my own deepest listening to this moment, my own deepest presencing to this moment. So that's not a real practical example of like, I saw this coming, so I used it this way. Mm -hmm. But it was this example of like, I can now soften and listen and be so present during this once in a lifetime transit and let whatever needs to come through, come through. Mm. Yeah.
2: I have a much less profound question. Yes, please, please Um, bring it on. But something that we've been attributing the dumpster fire of the universe to for the past couple of years is the Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's become a cultural like hashtag yeah. for why we good. are a huge mess. <laughs> are we? And what does that mean?
3: Yes. yes can so it's we a great attribute
2: question. our madness to that?
3: Okay, guys, do you want to know this? This is so funny. This morning... At 447, Mercury went retrograde. Yes,
0: we can suck it What does that mean? What does that mean? So it just
3: means, retrograde means that the planet appears to be moving backward we know
0: that the planet well it sure as <laughs> sure yes. shit
2: does
0: astrology works you hear it heard it here first Infinity. you leak
2: row we're in we're so
0: moving way the, the fuck mercury backwards. planet
1: or the earth planet mercury mercury
0: oh, mercury. oh. Well, yeah.
3: earth too i want to reframe it for you so okay. yes should you be careful with technology should you check your pl- travel plans. Yes, yes, yes. Should you probably not initiate a bold new thing during Mercury retrograde? You probably shouldn't, right? But Mercury retrograde is a three-week period when you are allowed to reflect and review and think about what has happened over the last number of months. And it's a pause. That's why you get messed up if you're trying to do too much during a Mercury retrograde. It's actually meant to be a moment of let me close the doors, let me meditate, let me receive, let me write, let me think about how I have felt. Mm -hmm. So I would love to reframe Mercury Retrograde as actually a sweet time to remember and review. Okay. Um,
1: How often does it happen in the year? It happens three times a year. Okay.
0: Yeah. One of my first weeks in LA, I got here and I was putting my credit card in one of the machines at the grocery store and it wouldn't work. And this sweet lady looked at me and said, "It's Mercury's in retrograde." But like, yeah, because my yeah. credit card machines, wasn't yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh, we're in LA now." Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, yes. I mean, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's correct. Can I give you another example of yes. uh, you said like, how do you use the energy when you know it's coming, Glennon? In 2012, when you started Together Rising, I think it was 2012. Mm-hmm. You yes. guys write your book, so I can t- I can look at dates. You had a a once-in-a-lifetime hit of Uranus, or Uranus, say it two different ways, on your sun. That planet takes 84 years to go around the chart. So if you already were talking to an astrologer and you knew that was coming, I would say this is a time of being a revolutionary, bringing change in, reinventing, doing something electric, exciting. So you would have wanted to meet that, which you did even on, you know, not being aware of an astrology, but that moment catapulted something that is about progress, is about change, is about upliftment. And that and Uranus was exactly on your sun at that time.
0: Wow. And we're at the 10 year anniversary of Together Rising yes. right now. And we yes. we, along with many, many pod sweaters, have raised $40 million for women and children
2: in need all over the world. can't believe that. And
3: that is the combination also of Amanda and your rising sign because Pisces feels the pain. Pisces feels like, oh, I I need to do something about this. And Virgo is like, well, okay, guys, what are we going to do? Let's just collect a bunch of people that feel as passionately as we do. And let's take practical action and let's decide where we're sending the money on a really simple level, Mm. you know? And that's the combination of Glennon and, and Amanda's rising sign is like I feel it. I want to take practical action, and wow. Abby just is the big protector, nourisher, mama, like holding it all. It's so <laughs> true. Cancer rising. So cancer wild. rising. The
0: ultimate mother. You are the ultimate mother. Yes, I know. Wow. Thank you. I do mm. know. Wow. This is Heidi. What would you say for our love bugs who are listening? So many, by the way, were asking for us to discuss astrology on the pod. I can't imagine a more beautiful hour than the one you've just spent with us. We have this thing called the next right thing. So just something little, we don't like the next right thing to be hard. (laughs) The name of our title is mostly for show. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. We like to actually do easy things for our next right thing because the rest of life is very hard. So let's just say if someone is a, varsity astrology person. So they know everything we've been talking about. Can you give us a next right thing for them? And let's just say that another type of person is like on the freshman team of astrology and is just new to it. What should each of those types of people do next if they're curious about this? I'm going to keep it really practical. I'm going to say
3: if you are brand new to this, within the next hour, get online and find out what your rising sign is, because this is your soul's calling. This oh. is your this is what you should be apprenticing to in your lifetime and find one or two qualities that you're like, oh, I can get behind those qualities and and start to grow them in your life. And I want to say, if you're a varsity astrologer, that doesn't mean that you're living your chart yet. And it doesn't mean that you're making the most loving conscious choices. So I would say for the varsity astrologers, Put that quality at the center of your heart, like a sun, and everywhere you go, let that emanate. And choose to to live into that quality every moment that you can. Ugh.
0: God, I have a follow up. Choose to live into that quality. Not this is what you are. This is who you are. This is each. It's an invitation to live into that quality more. I love that.
1: I have a follow up. So you said, okay. Uh, Mercury went into retrograde today and the moon is, is there a place that we can go that we can find the daily situations that are happening with the planets and the moon and the sun? Yeah. So first
3: of all, um, Every day for the last five years on my Instagram, I write a moon note, which is where the moon is and also some of the other planetary placements. So I just, it's a meant to be a, a way to start your day, a moment of inspiration. Okay. So it's just Heidi Rose Robbins. Okay. And it is a great way to know where the moon is because once you start to notice where the moon is. Like today that we're talking, it's in Virgo. So we want the details. We want to know. We want to like speak specifically about why this works and how it works, right? So if you know where the moon is, you can start studying the energy and how it changes. So that's one way to do it. And then there's so, astrology is online everywhere now. It's grown so much in the last five years. It's unbelievable. And you can sign up at astro.com or you can go to my website and you can start to get lists of what is happening in your
0: life and what is happening in the heavens. Uh, we will link to your Instagram, Heidi, which I follow. Everybody can start there. Uh, yeah. That's uh, a good I place. just say,
2: I think this is so special because it, the way you're describing this rising sign, we just live in a world where people are praised for a lot of different things and we're incentivized for a lot of different things. And some of the praise and the incentives and um the paths that are easier to go down are not always the ones that are make us feel most alive and most fulfilled. And it feels like what you're describing is why for someone like me, being encouraged to foster my sensitivity instead of my efficiency is so important, whereas mm-hmm. for someone else, it's the exact opposite that will lead them to more fulfillment even though there's nothing inherently better or worse about either of those qualities. Right. It's just a very, that's fascinating to me that it points you in the direction of the thing that is yours to look at
3: and to- yeah. Yours to grow, yeah. Mm-hmm. My father always said, if you know who you are, you'll know what to do. Mm-hmm. And he would say, it's an act of spiritual virtuosity to become who you are. And in a, an, an astrological chart, helps you understand who you are and helps you become it. Um.
0: And for you, sis, it's like, well, I, I could be wrong, but what I hear you saying is we live in a world that would continue to only praise you for your productivity
1: yeah,
0: um, because of capitalism and who we are as a culture. And very rarely will anyone say to you, no, 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 no. Also you're invited to be sensitive because that wasn't benefit anybody.
2: <laughs> in well, and, the short and run. even more so that knowing that uh, my productivity is prized and valued, to view sensitivity as antithetical yes. or or actually would be a destroyer of this other thing, as opposed to believing that actually it might be coming together with mm-hmm. it that makes it even more fruitful. Um, that's good. It's interesting. Yeah, that's-
3: No, it's beautiful. And I thought a lot about your Pisces Rising, Amanda, because it is such an invitation to your artistry, to your permeability, to your trusting, your deepest listening. And and it is such a sign of profound love. It's such a sign of profound love and standing in it with strength and bringing things to an end that do not support that love.
2: Wow.
3: It stands in its powerful strength as a person of love in the world.
0: Heidi, you are such a wonder, really so wonderful. Mm. And you have helped us. Yeah. I really think you have helped us. Everybody, next right thing, go follow Heidi. We're going to link to her. What a good teacher you are. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. so wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very, very sorry about your father. And it's beautiful to see everything that he taught you just emanating from you. It really is beautiful. Um, to the rest of you, we can do hard things like learn about astrology. Yes, we did. We did. We're doing it. We well, are. We will see you back here next. Someday soon is next when time. we will see you.
1: Next time. Okay.
0: Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. I give you Tish Melton and Brandy Carlisle.
4: other side. I chased desire, I made sure I got what's mine. And I continued to We're